0: Dave. Conversation, crack and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Dave's Mind yourself, Mind yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself
1: Now. Now we all have the friend who's obsessed with protein. They do the shakes, they eat the bars and they're judging you if you're not inhaling eggs and chicken. <laughs> and what about those turkey breasts? Always with the turkey burgers. But do we actually know everything we need to know about protein? How important is it and do we need to supplement it? Let's bust some myths about protein right now with Elsa Jones. She's a qualified nutritional therapist and author of best selling book Goodbye Sugar. She's here to explain all for so Mind Yourself now. Hey Elsa, how are you?
0: I'm well, thank you. How are you guys?
1: We're great. Lovely to have you on the show again. So, look, we all know protein guy or protein gal who make a point of walking around with as many people to see them as possible with their protein shake. Do we really need those shakes? Are they actually doing anything for us?
0: Um, Well, it really depends, I guess, on what your lifestyle is and what your goals are. Um, You know, do we need to consume protein powders, for example? No, we can absolutely get enough protein from our food. But I will say, you know, if you're somebody who works out a lot, particularly, you know, strength training, then protein powders are a very convenient way to get enough protein back into your body quickly after exercise and very easily. So they, they do have their place, but there are also we can absolutely get enough protein that we need from diet too. But I, I, I do, you know, I concur that protein powders do have their place and they're very useful for people who work out and they're just very convenient, really.
1: But they're also sold in these kind of weird shops that's like the protein equivalent of a vape shop and you're not quite sure like where is this protein coming from um, I'm sure all the people running those shops are like Oi! No but it, there's something weird about them you know and it seems to yes. be a brand you don't recognise and you're like looking at the ingredients but they're in Arabic and you're like I'm not sure what this is
0: <laughs> Well that's actually, do you know what it's, it's a really good point that you make and I think If you are somebody who consumes protein powder regularly, I think it's really important that you choose a protein powder that has undergone third party testing. So you want to choose a formula, not ideally, you know, and obviously I know you have to take budgeting into consideration, but if you're consuming it regularly, you need to choose a formula that's, you know, it's a clean formula that it doesn't. Check that it doesn't have unnecessary additives or contaminants. Um, Also, if you're particularly, you know, weight conscious, you might want to look at what the sugar content is. A lot of the time with protein powders, though, they, they, they don't put sugar in them. They'll often say sugar free, but what they'll put instead is artificial sweeteners or sugar alcohols. Um, And I have had a few experiences with clients who have digestive issues. I'd say like a lot of excessive wind and bloating and they don't know what it is. And when we sort of drill down into their diet, I had a client recently and I asked him to do one thing, which was to take out the protein powders. And he did. And all of his digestive issues resolved and we realized it was because the protein powder contained sugar alcohols. And for some people, that causes bloating, wind, diarrhea. So it's just something okay. to be conscious
1: of. Um, well, let's go get out of the powders then and into the reality of normal food and where we can get it. I mean, like, you know, is there a difference between animal and plant protein, chicken and broccoli? Is there a difference between the two of them?
0: There is, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I guess protein is broken down really into two brackets. There's the animal-based protein, which you mentioned. So the likes of, you know, chicken, turkey, fish, meat, eggs. These would be classed as complete proteins. And the reason that is, is because they contain all of the essential amino acids that our bodies need. Now, the plant-based proteins, that's the likes of your beans, your lentils, your nuts, your seeds, your tofu, whole grains, green leafy veg. They are also good sources of protein. However, some of them don't contain all of the essential amino acids that our body needs. So, for example, if you are a vegan, you can still get all of the protein that your body needs. But you do need to make sure that you consume a really wide variety of plant-based proteins, the ones that I've just mentioned, so that over the course of a day, you will get all of the essential amino acids that your body needs. So that Mm. does take extra thought and planning and consideration if you don't consume a lot of animal protein in your diet.
1: Gotcha. And is there a good time of the day? I mean, we always kind of go, I've just done a workout, must get protein. But like is, like Dermot, for example, <laughs> can barely function beyond 9.15 if he hasn't had several forms of chicken. <laughs> yeah, I have to have, if I don't have protein in the morning, and it took me years to realise what was wrong with me. If I don't have protein first thing in the morning, I, by lunchtime, I'm wiped. But if I, if I have like eggs for breakfast, I'm I'm good to go all day and I w not even get that hungry.
0: Yeah, it's, it's actually a really good point. What you choose to eat for breakfast kind of sets the stage for blood sugar control for the rest of the day. So when you start with a protein rich breakfast, you basically are, are, are really kind of setting the stage for good blood sugar control. And the, the reality is with protein, protein has so many jobs in the body. I mean, literally from, you know, maintaining our muscles, our tendons, our hair, making hormones. But from even just purely a, a weight management point of view, Uh, Dietary protein is so helpful because like you having your eggs first thing in the morning, it really helps you to stay fuller for longer. And it also helps to keep your blood sugar level stable. And that means that you're less likely to kind of get energy slumps, let's say, you know, mid morning. You're less likely to kind of have have cravings. It really helps to balance out your, your appetite and helps you stay fuller for longer. So, you know, if a person is struggling to maintain a healthy weight, making sure that you're getting enough protein at each meal is really important. And you were asking, you know, is it important at certain times of the day? Yeah. I mean, obviously if, you, if you're working out, it's important that, you know, you're, you're getting some protein and carbs, you know, one to four hours before you're doing a workout. And then within 60 minutes, basically after a workout and you can get that through natural foods i can talk you through some snack ideas if you like but really it's across how much protein you're getting in across the whole day that's really important and yeah. that should be divided up between your main meals and your snacks so you're not trying to fit you know two steaks into the one meal in the evening you <laughs> yeah. really want to get it in
1: Mm. Well, talk to us about then finally, Elsa, where else we can get our protein, because everybody knows turkey burgers and steaks and chicken and eggs and that. But a lot of people don't feel that comfortable eating that much meat all the time. So where else can we get our protein and maybe are there foods we're not thinking of?
0: Yeah, well, I kind of you know, obviously if, if if you're not vegan, then I kind of tend to encourage a kind of a 50-50 between animal-based protein and plant-based protein. So most of us are consuming, you know, animal-based protein in the forms of eggs and chicken and fish. So that's generally kind of covered for a lot of people. But what many of us don't consume enough is maybe the plant-based proteins. And they really do have their place in terms of giving us protein, but also just the the overall nutritional profile of these foods. So things like snacking on maybe nuts and seeds or nut butter, maybe as a snack kind of mid-morning or mid-afternoon, can be really, really filling um, and nutritious and a great alternative, you know, to hitting kind of the biscuit tin. Um, But even things like uh, beans and lentils, they're really, really good source of plant-based protein and of fiber. So, for example, I'd often add you know, lentils to to soups to get a bit more protein. So lunch is funny enough, is a place where a lot of people fall down on protein. I've noticed that a lot of us get enough protein in a dinner, but we miss out at lunchtime. So even something like, let's say you normally have a vegetable soup, add in some lentils or some chickpeas. So you get more protein and get in fiber, you know, at your lunchtime, are you getting some, protein in your lunch you know just having a tiny slice of ham with you know bread you're probably not getting enough protein maybe you need to be getting some more chicken or m- more tuna or do you know what I mean it's, it is yeah. important that to, to be aware of how much protein you are consuming in the day and sometimes it's a game changer for people just increasing their protein intake alone can really help with energy and with weight management
1: mm, brilliant uh, Elsa Jones qualified nutritional therapist and author of the best selling book Goodbye Sugar thank you very much for taking part in Mind Yourself now today
0: Thanks, guys. Terminal and Dave. Weekdays from 9
1: a.m. Today FM.